That's already creepy by itself. Meat freezer. I woke up on Saturday morning to a note on my door from my neighbor, Harry. It said, Jeff, we're going to fist fight in a week, so you better be ready. Now, I don't know much about fist fighting, but I have seen Rocky a lot. And so I know that the number one way to train for a good fist fight is to punch a bunch of meat. Frozen meat hanging from the, the hooks in a meat factory, and my brother-in-law, Garrison, he works in a meat factory, and so I, uh, I gave him a quick ring, asked him if I could come meet him at work. He said, I don't really know what you're talking about, and I said, Garrison, I have a, I have a big thing that I need. It's regarding Karen. I lied. It had nothing to do with Karen. It had to do with my stupid neighbor, whose ass I'm going to whip once I learn how to fight. But so I went to I went to Garrison's work and I said, "Hey, let me let me let me get a let me get a couple swings at some of the some of the beef you got hanging." He uh he didn't know what I was talking about. I said, "You know like in Rocky when he punches the hanging beef, let me do that. Let me tenderize some meat if you will." And he said, "I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Is this I thought you said it's had something to do with Karen." And I said, "Garrison, I'm going to punch some beef." Now help me out. <laughs> I love it. Este güey si está loco. This guy is super crazy. And my brother-in-law, oh my God. Fucking Harry, Henry, whatever his name. Yes. He comes into my make factory and he's fucking like, I know, I gotta do fucking, I gotta do my job, you know? I gotta do my fucking job. And he doesn't understand, like, I'm like, I'm his brother-in-law and shit, but like, he needs to respect my business. Like, sometimes he comes in his personal life, he brings it into my business, which fucking annoys me sometimes. But you know what? He is my bro-in-law, and I always, and we're familia, and as familia, we have each other's back. Although he's a little annoying at times, I'm always there for him. So, he's over here trying to prepare for this fight. I'm like, Fato, come on. Like, if you want to fight somebody, just fight me. All right, because I'm experienced, you know what I mean? I'm a pro, I'm a pro, you know, I'm street pro. Not, 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 you know, going into the boxing room pro. I fight in the streets, that's, that's, that's who I am, you know what I mean? And he just doesn't get that. He doesn't really trust me sometimes, and I get it because I come from a real, you know, I come from, I come from Oak Cliff, which is not a, such a good area, but it's okay because I have my own business now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why sometimes this motherfucker always trusts my business versus trusting me. You know what I mean? Like, he trusts my meat for some reason because it's just so thick and good looking. And he feels like if he can just beat the shit out of my 20 pound meat, he can beat the shit out of anything, which I kind of get, I guess. But um, you know what? After him, 
after 30 minutes and him just seeing him struggling like a little bitch, I was like, you know what? Come over here. Come into my office. He comes into my office. I'm like, look, just punch me. He's like, what? Just do it. And he's like, no, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to punch. I said, fucking do it. So he, I grab his hand, and I'm like, fucking punch me in the face. He's like, no. And I'm like, pues chinga tu madre. And then when, he, when I say that, he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Well, fuck up, pendejo. He's like, I don't, still don't know what you're saying. I'm like, fuck you. And he's like, fuck you. And he punches me on the face. I'm like, that's right. There you go, baby. Release that fucking anger. Release that stream. You want to beat someone up? You got to hit someone's face. Not a fucking 20-pound meat that's already dead, bitch. And then it was then that he started to realize, like, yeah, we're going to start fighting. Well, I've been Jeff's neighbor for 20 years, and I got to say, our feud over the front yard oak has come to a head. I'll leave him a note saying that we're going to fight because this, you know, we he hit the oak is in, in his front yard. The leaves fall on my lawn every fall, and I'm not raking them up anymore, okay? So he he immediately sees, I, I'm watching him through my front my window, and I see him read the note, and I see him immediately get into a car as he drives off, blasting Eye of the Tiger. I go over to my wife and said, where is this coward running off to? And she's like, well, he's probably going over to Garrison's. I'm like, who's? Like, his brother-in-law, Garrison. You know, the one who owns the meat factory. It's like, what the fuck is a meat factory? It's like, a, it's a big, it's a big shop that cuts up, uh, that processes cows. It's like, oh, I never heard of it described as a meat factory before, but sure. I started to get a little worried because I've seen Rocky and that man could fight. That man could take a punch. I'm no Apollo Creed. I cannot fight him that way. I'm, I'm, I'm vastly overweight and almost 15 years older than him. I, my knees are, my, I have almost no cartilage left in my knees is what my doctor has told me. So I drive over to the meat factory. I still think it shouldn't be called a meat factory. Maybe like a meat processing plant would be more correct. Either way. I drive up and I see in the shadow of the, of the li- office is lit up and I see in shadows and a man punching his, and I see he's training. I'm, I'm getting really worried. I'm getting really worried. But you see, I'm a man. I'm not a man of, of much fights as I am a man of brains. I should have said brawn instead of fight. I'm a man, not a man of brawn. I'm a man of brains. And uh, I, what I do is I go over to the hardware shop and I buy a chainsaw. And I think to myself, instead of, uh, fighting him directly, I shall just take down the tree, and then the fight will already be over. <laughs> I've never used a chainsaw before, but I'm a man of brains. And not a man of fight, of brawn. I'm a man of, I'm a smart, I'm a, I'm sorry, I should have said man of brain. I'm a smart man. And so I drive over to his, to his lawn. And I, I know he's single, so I know I don't have to worry about anybody else being there. And I start up and I just start making cuts into this oak. It's a big oak. It's a very wide oak. It's about uh, two men, or I'm sorry, people. I shouldn't say men, I should say people. Two people, well... Like two average-sized people across. It's a very large tree, and I'm cutting into it, and 
I'm making these deep cuts into it and <laughs> I hear, I hear that that sound from the distance. And I'm oh no, he's he's coming back. So I quickly I throw the chainsaw, which you're not supposed to do, I know, but I was in a panic and I I freak out sometimes. I make mistakes. I'm a mistake-driven... I'm sorry, no mistake-driven is the wrong word. Mistake. I'm a man full of mistakes. And so I throw the chainsaw. It goes into my own wall. Linda was not happy with me about that. I walk inside. She immediately yelling me about this chainsaw that's still running. That has now pierced the wall into my living room. I was like, just shut up. Shut up. He's back. He's back. You can't see that. I've been trying to cut down this tree. I've seen him... Shadow fight. He's quite good. I'm going to lose the real fight if we really fight. Garrison's a hell of a fighter. He... He really, he really taught me a lot about fighting both both physically as well as the emotional state of a fighter and how to get angry and get mad and 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 I and I really really appreciated those moments we got to share in his office and for the first time I was able to see past the successful business and see the man that Garrison was my brother-in-law he married my sister he's a a, a brave smart businessman and he's a fighter He's the kind of guy that, that, I, that I really, really respect. That was the moment I started to respect Garrison. And I said, Garrison, you're, you're pretty cool. You're, you're, you're a fighter. You're, you're doing all these great things. What do, you, what do you say we go back to my place for lunch? And, and Garrison says, hey, you got to still be training. And I said, well, why don't we do the Rocky thing? And, and so we, we found a bike that was in the neighborhood and, and used the bolt cutters in the, back of my, in the back of my pickup to unlock the bike. And then, similar to Rocky, Garrison rode the bike in front of me with a rope around my waist as I, in a sweatsuit, ran behind him. And I only tripped and fell a few times. And so I had a couple scrapes along my face, but, but we made it the, the mile or so back to my house where we were going to eat lunch. And that's when I, I see, I see Harry. He's got a chainsaw. And I figured, hey, you're the one who challenged me to this fight over the future of the tree. You don't get to decide when the tree gets cut down until after the fight. This is a 110-year-old oak. And the main reason I bought the property. And so I saw him throw the chainsaw into his own house and some sort of cowardly display of, of, I don't even know. I don't. I couldn't really understand why he threw the chainsaw into the house. Honestly, I was pretty surprised to see him throw the chainsaw because if I had to describe Harry, I'd describe him as a man of brain, not brawn. But it looks like he didn't have any brain either. So Garrison and I pull up to the house. I said, hey, go inside. Tell, tell Karen to... Tell Karen to... To start preheating the oven, because we're gonna make something nice for lunch. 
I'm going to go talk to this Harry fella. And I knocked at the door, and it was, it was Harry's wife, Linda. I said, hello, Linda. She said, hello, Jeff. And, and then I looked behind Linda to see Harry shaking in fear behind the, behind the, behind the a dresser that he had pulled out that he was seemingly attempting to move to the door to barricade the door. I shook my head and I walked back and I told Garrison what was going on and I asked him for more advice. <clears throat> so, so, Jeff came up to me and asked me for more advice and I was like, are you fucking crazy, Vato? I said, no advice, mother. I don't want to talk anymore. I've been working for hours in the fucking meat factory. I don't want to talk. If we're going to do something, we're going to do it physical. So I grabbed this motherfucking ear like my mom used to whenever I disrespected her and took her to fucking Harry's house. Because these motherfuckers are crazy. They're fighting for a damn tree. A tree, for goodness sake. What the fuck? These people are damn crazy. Instead of fucking owning their own businesses and going out and trying to... Make a difference in the world. They're over here fucking complaining about a damn tree. Fuck. Anyways, I'm frustrated and annoyed because I want to eat my fucking, you know, churros and enchiladas with fucking Karen. But damn fucking Jeff had to fucking bring me along to this situation. So I had to help a brother out because we are familiar, right? We show up to Harry's house. Yes, Harry's afraid and scared, like always. He says he's tough, but really, he always hides behind the cabinet every time someone try tries to confront him. I'm like, look, Harry, come on, man, let's just let us in. But he wouldn't let us in. He was like, no, no, I'm scared. Nah, man, fucking man up for once, please. And he won't, he wouldn't give in. So I'm like, Linda. Instantly, Linda comes out from the garage. Hey, Garrison. I'm like, oh, there's my Linda. Me and Linda kick it old school. You know, we went to high school together, so she always has my back. So she lets me in through the garage, as always, whenever fucking uh, Harry doesn't open a door. And Jeff follows me back, uh, follows me through. So we're there in the living room. There is Harry, just fucking kneeling down. Wants to, wants, like he doesn't know what to do. He's scared. He's scared. But like, look, listen, Harry. This is a situation. You want, you have a problem with Jeff. You gotta handle it like a man. All right? He's like, no, but no buts, motherfucker. You know what? I trained Jeff during my lunch break, and that's and during that lunch break at the Mink Factory, I was training him. And I don't want that shit to go to waste. So you know what's going to happen? This shit is about to go down. You right now, whoever wins this fucking match, they get to say what they want to do with the tree, all right? And he's like, no, but no, no buts, all right? Just do it, man. Do it for all of us. We all live in the same street. Don't you want all your, don't you want all your fellow neighbors to be happy? And then, you know, because Harry... Although he's a scary little bitch sometimes, he does he does truly care about the neighborhood and wants everyone to be happy. So he's like, oh, fine. And then, showdown, baby.
I was surprised by how easily Linda and Karen were able to find costumes suitable to be ring girls. I... The whole neighborhood had passed along a, a series of messages, emails, phone calls, voicemails, faxes, and they had all arrived outside the oak tree to watch the fight go down between me and Harry. I was, I was pretty ready, and I decided to take off my shirt and I, because I knew that you can't fight with your sleeves holding your arms back. I wanted my arms as free as possible. And I, and I take off my shirt, a circle of neighbors, a circle of 30 to 50-year-old neighborhood people, a few kids, but mainly just the neighbors, began to circle up. Some of them were chanting, fight, fight, fight. It was a juvenile atmosphere, but this was a problem over 102 years old with this oak tree. This was a problem that the neighborhood needed, and they needed a fighter to keep that oak alive. And I know that that oak has a lot of leaves that, for whatever reason, smell rancid when it rains in autumn. I know that that oak seems to be the favorite spot for hornets' nests summer after summer after summer. I know that that oak, the roots of which have destroyed the sidewalk on both sides of the street, including the street itself. And there had been quite a few car accidents and, and torn ankles of people walking through the neighborhood. I knew the oak wasn't popular, but it was my oak, and I was going to fight for it. And, and I went to take my shirt off, and I squared up to, to Harry. I heard the ding of the bell. I went in, gave him a couple body blows, just like Garrison told me. And then Harry began kind of shaking in fear, and I gave him another body blow, and I said, What do you got, Harry? And that's when he just clocked me in the head, and it unlodged my brain, and, and I began to have a serious brain hemorrhage, and I passed away instantly. It was a hell of a punch. That's my bro-in-law, though. My bro-in-law is dead? Oh, no. When you mess with family, this is what happens. When you mess with family, oh, shit goes down. So when I saw fucking Jeff laying down on the floor and I was trying to wake him up, that motherfucking wasn't responding. I didn't know what to do. I was like, fuck, what just happened? But I knew I had a mission. And I had to complete it, and that was to fuck up Harry. I turn around, I take up my shirt, and I'm like, Harry, it's you and me, man, motherfucker. And he's like, but no, no, you told me. I was like, no buts, motherfucker, remember that shit. As I'm, as I'm prepping, I'm like, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to hit him. I'm ready to kill him because he just messed with my fucking bro-in-law, and that shit does not roll with my life, you know what I mean? So as I'm about to fucking knock the shit out of because everyone knows in the neighborhood, if, if there's a problem going around, that they need to contact Garrison, Mr. Garrison. So I'm ready. And I know that in seconds, Harry will be dead soon. But guess what? I look in the corner of my eye. There's motherfucking Linda with the chainsaw. I'm like, fucking Linda, fucking Linda. 
She's like, this is my moment, bitch. This is for you breaking up with me in high school and you going with Karen. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's been 10 years. And she fucking grabs the chainsaw and guess what? Fucking cuts me up in half. And that's, that's the end of that. I have to admit, it was quite a show. I mean, it was, it was a good crowd. It was a good fight. The first, my fight with uh, Jeff. I knocked him out cold. You know, I'm not a man of, of brawn. I'm a man of brains. And I had a roll of quarters in my hand when I punched him. Took him out right away. He was on the ground. He was unconscious. Boom. But then Garrison... He comes around, he takes his shirt off, he wants to fight me. I'm terrified, of course. I don't have my dresser to hide behind. And he, this man, Garrison is huge. He's six foot eight, 240 pounds. I'd compare him to a linebacker, but he's larger than one. <laughs> then, well, thankfully, my wife, my, my hero, my brave hero, my knight in shining armor, Linda, comes around with a chain, with the chainsaw. And she said it was a dumb purchase. And she cuts him down, literally. Ah, beautiful. But let me tell you, when he hit the ground, you could feel the earth shake. And I, you know what? I must have cut that, more of that oak than I originally thought. And I told you, I've said it before. I'm, I'm a man of many, full of, uh, I'm a man, I'm a mistake. I'm a man who makes mistakes. And one mistake was me cutting that tree a little too early. And that tree, that hundred foot tall oak came crumbling down hornets nests and all and it crushed the entire town harry jeff garrison harry because i